Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is Central Texas Living with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody. Ann Harder here with you. And uh, today on Central Texas Living, the podcast, we're going to talk about some really wonderful opportunities for entrepreneurs and uh, the whole business community. And uh, that's because I'm talking about Startup Waco. Joining me now is CEO John Passavant. And John, good to have you here. Thank um, you, Ann. You recently, I guess in a way, moved to Waco to do this. That's right. We moved, uh, my family and I moved here in uh, the, the late summer of 2019 and started in September of 2019. All right. So let's just get into the tall weeds. What is Startup Waco? Now, this is this is a nonprofit. That's right. And it's to, it's to help entrepreneurs, to give them all kinds of support. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, it was really started through uh, a bunch of community leaders uh, from the Chambers of Commerce and from uh, community foundations here and local businesses that had traveled around to various different cities like they often do and what they call these inner city visits that the Greater Waco Chamber puts together. And they began to see a phenomenon which really cropped up uh, about 15 years ago in America uh, about organizations that were started directly to help uh, begin and instigate and foster what they call an entrepreneurial ecosystem within their communities. And I think that coming out of the early 2000s, uh, communities began to see the real power that um, entrepreneurialism in general as a movement was having uh, in terms of economic development around the country and around the world. And began to see that in certain areas like Silicon Valley and New York City and Boston, places that these ecosystems would, would spring up naturally uh, to the market, that there really, really wasn't a need to foster it. But in other communities around the country, um, there was a real value that we began to see emerging by intentionally pulling these different parties together and uh, hosting events, helping to help create a community where entrepreneurs often uh, can can know who else, who's doing what in their community to, to help them and really just sort of pour gasoline on the fire of people's, uh, you know, desire to want to, to step out on their own and do something. And this could span both high growth, you know, tech enabled businesses, but also small businesses, the ones that we see around and patron every single day, a lot of the principles are the same. So it was that desire to see entrepreneurs supported in the best possible way. And, and, and one unique difference uh, that they chose in Waco that sort of baked into the DNA of what we do is to do it with a, a lens towards equity that they saw that there's um, there's definitely gaps in access to resources uh, throughout Waco. That is not a Waco story. That's a national story. And so uh, they said, hey, we want to build an ecosystem that is, that is powerful, uh, but we also want to do one that's inclusive, that everybody, regardless of where you live in the city or race or gender or anything, we want them to, to have equal access. And so that's why they chose to go the nonprofit route. Um, that's why they chose to set up an independent organization 
and uh, and Startup Waco was born. Yeah, was it wasn't it a visit to Nashville that kind of was a, a that was the main that was the one that sort of catalyzed yeah. everybody's. Uh, awareness that, wow, this is something that is that is actually really working. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kinds of resources are you talking about? Well, so my contention is, uh, if you're an entrepreneur, and it doesn't matter if you're Jeff Bezos, or you're just somebody who wants to start, you know, a small bakery, let's yeah, say. Yeah, food truck. Yeah, food truck, anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, you never do it in a vacuum. You mm-hmm. never do it on your own. Even if you have all the money in the world, you need other people, you need expertise, you need uh, people to actually execute and do the work. Um, and so to be able to, to build this ecosystem, it, the importance is that it, it kind of expands your network in one sense. And it's sort of a, a true principle that in most cities, there, there isn't a lack of resources for entrepreneurs, but, he's, but entrepreneurs oftentimes have a very difficult ac- time accessing them and knowing that there exists. Or where do I go for help with you know, learning how to do my bookkeeping? Or where do mm-hmm. I go with my help in learning how to get the proper licensing and how, what about business structure and what about liability and what about growth prospects and what about revenue planning? These are all things that if you're starting a business, you absolutely have to have to do uh, to, to, you know, be successful. Um, and there are resources, there are people, there are programs, there are organizations that will help you with that, with any, any questions. And so we basically uh, created Startup Waco to be that first tip of the spear for an entrepreneur. So we cover all different industries and sectors. We, uh, you know, work with all types of people that have various backgrounds that some of them are from police officers that are doing a side gig to students that have an idea that they've been working on for years or friends that just want to want to try their hand at something. So we uh, we welcome everybody in. We have a sort of an advisory process that we will put you through that is very uh, constrained and tight in, in its time commitment so that because we know that entrepreneurs are usually doing something else. They've got other jobs or they're when they're starting out or they're students or they're moms and dads. And so, um, so, so we, we try to, to be aware of that and we try to provide everything that we possibly can to help get that, whether it's just the right idea formalized or it's actually when you have an idea or have a business to help you grow, um, appropriately. Now you have a very special week, uh, uh, Free two-day seminars, networking right. opportunity. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Well, so this is something that if you go around the country, you'll see um, happening a lot. And they call it different things. Sometimes they call it a, a, a business summit or sometimes they'll call it Startup Week. We're calling it Startup Week here in Waco. And really, um, a big part of being successful in doing what we're doing is to, is to not just perform the services or help provide the, the resources but it's really to help address the culture within Waco. And, and it's one thing to say, hey, we've got all these things for you. Come in and you can learn about it. It's another thing when people begin to start thinking about Waco as a great place to start a business. You know, um, And that happens by changing the culture. And that happens slowly and that happens intentionally. So we thought Startup Week would be a great way to do a, um, a large-scale citywide event where if you're at all interested in entrepreneurship, and again, it doesn't mean that you have to be an entrepreneur. It doesn't mean that you, um, you know, have, have even have it in your, it could just be something that you're interested in, something that you want to see what's going on. And so that's why we put this event together. And, and I'll be honest, we had planned to do it in, uh, in 2020 in the spring and it got, Mm. got sort of, uh, (laughs) pandemic, pandemic, exactly. (laughs) Like a lot of other things. And so then we kind of pushed it to the fall and it got, pushed off again and then the spring. And so now 
as this year was progressing and we and we said, hey, you know, what's going to happen this fall? We just made the decision, hey, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's let's make it a little bit shorter. Let's abbreviate it how we have to. Um, but let's do it. And then if we can do it again in the spring, that's going to be the, mm-hmm. the likely plan that we'll do it again. But really, it's going to be a, a place to come, which is free to the community. And you'll hear from everyone from the mayor to successful entrepreneurs to struggling entrepreneurs to the, the presidents of all the chambers we'll be sharing on a panel. And it's a place to come to understand what is Waco doing for small businesses? What is the um, just the culture like here in Waco of how we support our entrepreneurs? Um, and if you're at all interested in getting plugged into any of the resources from any of the organizations, this would be the place to be. That's going to be November 2nd and 3rd. That's Where? right. At the Hippodrome Theater. So okay. we've we've rented it out for everybody. We've got some fun giveaways planned. We... Um, it's it's uh, the registration starts at 2 p.m. We can come in and just network with people, meet some people, um, and then the programming is from three from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. So just two hours, and it's going to be very uh, very fast. We've got uh, we've got a bunch of nine minute presentations lined up, and then a couple of keynotes lined up at the end of the day. So you'll get to hear from a wide range of organizations and people throughout those really just four hours. So Tuesday and Wednesday, November 2nd and 3rd, from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. is the program. And then on Tuesday, the second, we'll have um, a free complimentary happy hour for anybody who wants to come over and just just meet other people and just network and get some advice and get some help and introduce themselves. And we'll be doing that across the street at a at a new local business that just opened up. Mm-hmm. And um, you say it's free, but they do need to register. That's right. And we we had to do that uh, to, to honor some some requests for safety protocols just to be able to limit mm-hmm. the number of people. Right. So yeah, so it's free. But if you if you go online, you can register for free for as many people as you as you need. Um, and if and it's the kind of thing we hope you can be there. We made it short so that you could be there. It's literally four hours over two days. So it's not a huge time commitment. And that was intentional. But we would love for for you to bring your colleagues, bring your friends, uh, bring your business partner, bring somebody that you've been chatting with an idea about for a long time and said, hey, should we actually take some mm-hmm. some steps and explore what this could look like? Or if certainly if you have a business and you're curious as to what might be a bit available for you, um, this would be the place to find out. Now, do you no plans to live stream it or? No, we're not. We're not going to do that. We are going to film it and we are going to. Okay. So we will release the content over cool. over time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we a, a big part of this is to get people together. So so we're just going to limit the number. Um, but but do it in person and make it special for those people coming in the hopes that, you know, we'll get back to doing that a little bit more uh, I think freely. folks are hungry to do that. I think so. I think I they think think really so. are. Um, so this this is going to be at the Hippodrome, but you actually have a bricks and mortar location, that's, right? That's right. A, a big part of how you establish an ecosystem mm-hmm. within a city is, is a, a sense of place. And that helps to you know, just be a visible presence within the community, but also creates density in its own way. And density is one of those key principles for an ecosystem where if you just get more entrepreneurs together, working together, hanging out together, new ideas will come up, new ways of supporting will will arise from that. So we operate a co-working space uh, downtown at 605 Austin Ave. And um, we do have paid memberships there. So you can work out of there. You can base your business out of there. We have about 40 different companies that base their business out of our space. We have some private offices and then some open kind of floating desk memberships available as well. Uh, Every Wednesday morning, we do a free event to the community called the meetup. And um, you can you can stay and work out of there all day for free on Wednesdays as well. And so 
I would encourage if, if someone calls in, you know, they can always email us and say, hey, I have, I have some questions or I'm just curious about what you do there. Uh, we can communicate over the phone or virtually, but we always would love to, to see someone and schedule an appointment to come in and meet with someone on our team and have a, a free a free consultation. And then that will help get you connected to the wider ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Uh, one million cups. Is that part of your thing? Yeah, that's that's part of it. That was something that was just um, operating in our space uh-huh. just by, from some volunteers, which is a great, uh, it's a national organization that was started by the Kauffman Foundation, which is a very, um, a great, a great foundation that supports entrepreneurs and ecosystems around the country. And so we incorporate that and do that once a month as part of that meetup. So, so the last Wednesday of every month, it will be one million cups. And it has a very specific structure to it. We, we invite two businesses to sort of pitch their idea, tell them, tell the broader community what's working, what isn't working, what they need help with. And so that's a, that's a format and that's incorporated into this thing that we're calling the meetup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like you, you've thought of everything when it comes to trying to provide that support for, yeah. for someone who, who may just feel like at times they're just stumbling around in the dark. Yeah. I, I mean, we, we're trying. We have a long way to go. I mm-hmm. think that we have a long way to go. What, what I would have really loved to see happen just perception, perceptionally from people within Waco and outside of Waco to see our community as a great place to start businesses. And the way that we do that is certainly by providing these resources, but I think, you know, presenting the, the culture in a way that is attractive. And so we need to do these types of events. We need to work together. I think anyone who works in an organization that supports, uh, you know, businesses will, will tell you that Waco is very collaborative and how the organizations work together. And Startup Week is a great example of that. You'll see all sorts of organizations presenting and saying, here's what we help, whether it's in accessing capital or it's in marketing support or any other tactical reason or just, just general networking and understanding how to grow your business. Um, but what we're really trying to do beyond collaboration is to really develop some alignment among these organizations so that once somebody comes into any one of these organizations, whether it be Prosper Waco or any of the chambers of commerce or even the city of Waco itself, um, that they can point them to the appropriate place. Um, and then they get kind of into that network where all of a sudden they know they're going to be put in front of the right person. And, you know, one reason I love entrepreneurship is because it's not that we're really doing the work for you. Um, you know, a lot of it is just expanding your network and helping to give really solid advice from a neutral place. So every program that we do is free, uh, free for the entrepreneurs. We get supported by local businesses and supported by um, e- even just individuals as a nonprofit that want to see this develop in our community. But it, it really is going to take time to get the word out, which is why I'm grateful for shows like yours that is just talking through a lot of the the most meaningful things happening here. Cause again, a lot of entrepreneurs, you're busy, you've got a family, you've got maybe multiple ideas and businesses that are, that are going on. And so you really need specific help and support immediately and delivered in a format that is uh, accessible, accessible to you. And I think that we do have an opportunity to stand apart to kind of, you know, stand on the shoulders of some of the great organizations that we have here from our university systems and Magnolia and the city itself and the chambers that do an amazing job um, and, and really begin to, to create an identity nationally within Waco that says, this is what we do here. This, these are the types of businesses where if you come here, you actually have a unique advantage over other cities and places like 
um, you know, similar in size to Waco or, or other peer cities. And so we're, we're defining that identity, but that's something I want to see over the next couple of years, which is, um, you know, really when you'll begin to see, you know, I think an influx of startups and new businesses coming here and being developed here because they, they see the advantage of it. Yeah, I know. Of course, we know Texas has become very attractive yes. for folks in other parts of the country. Mm-hmm. And, and I think I saw that Waco is maybe number 11 mm-hmm. uh, on the cities that people want to move to. Yeah. And so you want to see that us move up in that number or, or not? Or do we have a... Well, look, I mean... I mean what, <laughs> what's your pulse on, on how our... Really good question. Environment. You know, yeah, I mean, it, it's got to be all all these things. I, I feel that that work together. You know, I I moved here because first of all, my wife is from here. Okay. Uh, even though <laughs> I, grew, I grew up in the Northeast and, and yeah. we were living in New York City, uh-huh. and, and, and I had been there for uh, almost twenty years, and so it was going to take something pretty significant to pull me out of there. Really? Yeah. And um, and Waco had it. Now I had that connection with with my family that was here and my wife's family and 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 everything. But coming here, you know, it it. There's there's a stickiness to it. There's things here in Waco that I think we want to we want to shout about and talk about um, about what life is like here and the opportunities that are here. It's always going to be um, not completely about the work that you do uh, and the support and, the, and starting a business, but that has to be a big part of the conversation. So I love being here. I love the city. I think there's a ton of potential that we can sort of latch on to. I don't look at Austin or Dallas or any other, even other cities that are kind of in our peer group and say, we want to be like that in a certain number of years. I think that we're on our own trajectory, which will be very uniquely us. But I think that there are things that we can do even better than Austin can do or better than Dallas or Fort Worth can do because of, because of our size, because of our tight knit community, um, because of the, the organizations that are here. And um, for the right business and the right people, it's a it presents a very a very real opportunity. You have a wonderful support, though. Mm-hmm. In looking at your website, it kind of scrolls across. You mm-hmm. know, as you mentioned, just individuals mm-hmm. that have supported what you're doing at Start, but also you mentioned Magnolia Foundation, Waco yep. Foundation, Baylor University, all the way right. through. Um, what does that mean to you to have that kind of broad base support? Yeah. Well, it all really, in my opinion, comes down to that. Any any citywide movement's got to be connected to the, the people that are re- the real visionaries of it. Mm-hmm. And so I give so much credit to all the folks on my board. I've got 13 individuals on my board of directors that were instrumental in, in corralling one another to the cause <laughs> and yeah. other organizations to the cause. And it's very representative of the community. So, um, you know, that's a real win, I think, to help shape our identity. Um and, and so we, we couldn't do it without them. We, our, our board is very involved. They're very aware. They ask great questions. Uh, they push really hard. We all have very high expectations for what this organization and what Waco in general can, can be and, and become. But it's a, but it's a lot of work. Um, I, I sort of look at it like, you know, there's a 20-year vision that we're kind of working towards. And every year we kind of expand the vision. So there's always a 20-year vision. And, and at some point we'll catch up to it. And then there's near-term goals that we want to try to achieve and then very immediate goals that we want to try to achieve. So, yeah, we, we couldn't do it without without everyone. Um, and so, I mean, from giving money, you know, our, our biggest donations in starting this organization didn't come from uh, public funds, but it came from a, a private individual who said, well, I want to see this happen. 
uh, the city and the county came in and, uh, and supplemented that to help us build out the space that we're in. But then other foundations, organizations came in and said, yeah, we, we believe in seeing this, this city develop in this way. And so we want to we want to really invest in, in seeing that happen. And I really want to stress that if if we didn't do it, if the leaders in Waco did not decide to do something like this, it would have happened. I think the market would have driven something like, like this to happen. There are for profit models out there that are successful in other cities mm. that come in, but they don't do it with the type of lens that I think we're doing it with. They don't necessarily do it with a lens towards equity and a lens towards inclusiveness that says this is for everyone. Um, they don't do it with a sense of we want to see Waco develop. They just sort of, they have their own you know, metrics of how they're judging success. And so I think it was very forward looking to say, hey, no, we want to we want to own what this vision is. We want, we believe that we can support entrepreneurs. We think that the need is there. Now, how we do it, it's going to, it's going to be a part of that long-term goal and working our way down. But I think we're making, we're making some really good steps. But I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be comfortable uh, saying that we've achieved it or that we've done a lot until it just is sort of second nature that somebody's saying, "I want to start a business. I'm curious about how to do that," and they can quickly come to you know walk in our doors or call, and we can provide some immediate help. Can you think of any success stories? Oh, sure. Well, since you've been here. Yeah. So one one program that we started, um, this was sort of a, a COVID product where we couldn't really meet in larger groups last year. Mm-hmm. And so we developed a um, an incubator program. So for for people that aren't familiar in sort of ecosystem language, this an, an incubator is something where, uh, you know, a business will come into a program and they'll sort of uh, have all this all these different resources kind of come around them for a period of time. And if it's a shorter time, it's sometimes called an accelerator where say, okay, we have a, we have a goal to get you from here to here in this short period of time. We're going to help bring the resources around it. And then we're going to see your, your company grow, uh, in certain industries, certainly in tech, you'll see this happen, uh, very successfully in a for-profit model where they'll bring investors and they'll bring capital to bear. They'll bring expertise to bear and they'll see, they'll try to time it right with those companies to just sort of, they got the right amount of development and then they'll see them sort of scale. Um, but we took that model, that sort of accelerator incubator model and, and directed it towards small businesses. So what would it look like for a small business, which is not an investable business, which they're never going to have investors they are always going to operate, you know, on sales and maybe some types of creative debt sometimes to, to be able to grow. But what would it look like to, to rally resources around them in that kind of short period of time? Uh, so we created this program and we ran it last year with two different cohorts, which was great. Um, some, one cohort was exclusively food services mm-hmm. and so food trucks and restaurants. And the other were brick and mortar businesses in town. So um, very different needs, very different challenges. Um, and so we were able to sort of operate with that together. This year we did we did it again and we were sort of looking for unifying factors of how could we build a cohort that could be really successful and one that we didn't see happening anywhere was was women focused businesses. So mm. what unique challenges do women do mothers face when they're starting businesses? Let's let's see if there's enough interest for that. So we t- we tried to get, you know, 10 to 12 businesses on board with that and we have 25. <laughs> so we're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, there's a need. So so we're uh, tomorrow night we actually finished that program. We've been running the last 5 weeks. And um, yeah, it's been totally different, but it's been really interesting. Um, you know, we're bringing 
some great advice. We're, we're, we're bringing uh, stories from some successful, you know, mothers in particular that have been down the road and saying, here's how we've navigated some of this. Um, we've brought in some mental health folks to help talk about how do you balance all of this? How are you supposed to think about it? What, where do you draw lines for yourself? And mm-hmm. how do you understand if, if you're really being healthy in, in this pursuit? Because it can right. sort of take you in directions that you don't want to go. And sometimes it gets, it gets too late. And so how do you, mm. how do you mitigate that? All really important things that, that, you know, you could scour the internet and try to look for help, but if we could bring it together and sort of wrap it in getting to know other people and wrap it in the benefit of community, then I think that, that you've got something that's, that's, that's valuable. Um, and so we'll actually at startup week, we'll, we'll, um, we'll have a, a type of, uh, presentation with those businesses, those women-owned businesses, which cool. will be really great. And I've been s- super proud of seeing them. I mean, just to show up for, you know, six weeks in a row mm-hmm. uh, in busy schedules is really, is really hard. Um, that tells you there's a hunger. There's a hunger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For that kind of help. And I hope we, I hope we see more of it. I, I, I think, um, you know, we, we took a real stance. This is when, when we talk about even, uh, the, the equity lens that we're doing this with. Here's here's an example of how that we see that play out. Um, like with this group, for instance, um, sometimes just the logistics of, of accessing help is is impossible for an entrepreneur. They don't speak the language of, of business yet, maybe. Um, they're just, they're working another job or they have kids or they have family. And so it's really hard to know who do I talk to for help? Who do I go? Is it worth paying for that help? When is it worth paying? Um, and so those are the things that we're trying to, uh, at least that first step, trying to make it clear for people. And so for like this incubator program, for instance, instead of saying, okay, here's a program, pay to be a part of it, which is a very you know, worthwhile thing, even if, if we had asked people to pay, but we said it's free to attend, mm-hmm. have to be invited in. You have to just, you just have to show that you want to grow. You just want clarity on these things. And that's it. That's your, that's your cost of entry. And if they demonstrate that, then, um, then, then they're in. And uh, once they're in, then, then you know, we reimburse uh, any lost wages. Maybe they'd be working another job or they have to pay someone to take their spot at their job. We'll reimburse that for them. We'll reimburse childcare for them so they can come without the burden of, of the, that financial expense. Uh, we'll reimburse travel for them, uh, you know, Uber and Lyft receipts if, if they need it. And this, this is how you help begin to spread out those resources around the entire com- community is by making the access to them as, as easy as possible. And then, and then, but what you can't replace is that entrepreneurial spirit. Mm-hmm. And so if they I have know. That, yeah. Yeah. You can't train an entrepreneur. No. I think they're born. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's yeah. true. And you see, you see the difference. And, and I think, you know, some people it's, it's the fear of jumping in that is oftentimes keeps them from, from doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, because there is so much unknown. It's, it could not be more different than, you know, a, a stable paycheck or something that you're getting that's just like, all right, this is a, I know where this is going to lead. That's, you, you don't know. And so it is inherently unstable and fearful, which is why this type of community is so valuable because even just walking into a room and saying, wow, there's 50 other people around me that are in this same situation, there's something stabilizing about that. And there's something encouraging about mm-hmm. that. And sometimes you just need that, that, in itself is enough of a value to say, okay, I'm going to take that next step. 
Well, that's Startup Waco is doing all the good where, well, <laughs> where right. all this is concerned. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's fascinating to hear and encouraging, really to hear that these resources are available to folks. Well, I like to end these visits with a questionnaire similar to the one that um, the late, great James Lipton would use inside okay. the actor's studio. This is my little take on it. What is your favorite word? Integrity. Yeah. What's your least favorite word? Grief. Hmm. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, emotionally? I think seeing people operate in their giftedness is is the most encouraging thing to me, even if it's something, especially if it's something that I can't do, um, play an instrument, sing, uh, preach, work, give a talk, um, support someone, that, that's got to be the most encouraging thing to me. Well, then what turns you off creatively or emotionally or spiritually? I think it's got to be uh, fear. I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's been multiple times in my own life where, uh, you know, very clearly it's not the thing that I'm, that's keeping me from doing it or the task, but it's the fear of what will happen that will just, you know, it just saps any desire to want to even take the step to try to do it. Yeah, how people might react, whatever. For sure. What sound do you love the most uh maybe that changes over time but it's got to be my 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 daughter's laughter yeah <laughs> she's she's about to be two. Oh, that yeah. is such a fun age and a precious <laughs> age well what is your least favorite sound hmm. uh, um my least favorite sound i've never i've never thought about this anything irritating or Oh, plenty of plenty of that. Um, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's uh, you know something around um, uh, you know. There's a. It's it's a, it's it's oddly close to laughter, but maybe a sound of like sadness and despair and crying is something that um, maybe at least lately it's felt it's felt like that is a really kind of gut-wrenching sound yeah it kind of takes your heart and yeah. squeezes it mm -hmm. yeah what other profession would you like to have tried oh my goodness <laughs> well I've tried a f I've tried quite a few I've been fortunate in that sense to be able to, to work in quite a few different industries and being an entrepreneur it feels like you're doing 10 things at once anyway um <laughs> and so that's that's yeah that's true it's been good um yeah I think I um I've always wondered if I would be a good attorney so if I wasn't doing this, maybe maybe mm -hmm. I'd be maybe I'd be have gone to law school. Yeah. I was always in the back, always in the back of my mind. What do you know you would not want to do? Be a politician. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> okay, <I bet. laughs> All right, and finally, John, what do you want to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Mm. Welcome home. We're all here. Everyone's here. Um, I'm sure you get that one a lot as well, but I, yeah. I genuinely can't can't imagine anything better. And, um, you know, the older I get, I'm, I'm 42. I, uh, it's my first time living in the South, first time in, in Texas. The word uh, home has meant different things to me from, from where the home where I grew up to making a home in New York City, which is not often 
compared, uh, you don't think of home whenever you think of, <laughs> of lifestyles there and then coming here and having a home here. It, it's just home here is so valuable and, and can be fluid for a lot of people and not really mean a lot. So I feel like that word, um, knowing that we're moving towards that place mm. is a is a daily source of, of comfort and inspiration well we welcome you here we're glad you, you, you did make that move and come to yes. central texas and come to waco to do what you're doing with startup waco again startup a week mm-hmm. is november 2nd and 3rd That's and right. how do they register so we'll uh we'll put a link in the in the show notes here so people can click on that and it's a it's free to register you can sign up for as many people as you need to and then you just show up uh registration opens uh at 2 p.m on on Tuesday the 2nd and you'll get your badge and then you'll be able to meet a lot of the great people and then the program on both days will start at 3 p.m. sharp. It's going to be great. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you so much. Central Texas Living is part of the Rogue Media Network family. Be sure to check out their other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate us five stars on iTunes and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Living, the podcast. guide through Waco. I'm here to tell you all the goings-on in and around Waco. I'm going to give you the 411 on what's happening, what's going on, and what events you should go to. This is your host, Debbie, signing off. Now that you know, go. Just go, Waco. Are you building a new business while managing a family? Are you tired of trying to balance home and work and everything seems to be coming up short? Then there's a podcast made just for you. Baking Your Business from Scratch is where we create the perfect recipe for building a successful business while managing your home and family with love. Come join us and see for yourself. This has been Rogue Media Network Podcast.